Holy Father God, we love you. We love your word. We're so thankful for the opportunity to come together to study your word together and to pray together. We pray your blessings on all that we do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you open God's precious holy word to the Revelation chapter 7. Sealed and saved. This chapter has two divisions. And the first part deals with the sealed. And the second part deals with the saved. I have such a brilliant title for the, uh, for the message. So, number one, Israel is sealed. Let's put it in perspective. The first three and a half years of the tribulation have come to an end. God has, with, with, with great force, has introduced the last half of the tribulation, the great day of his wrath, the wrath of God falling in horrific fashion increasingly with each thing that is done. Here's how it works. The seventh seal introduces the seven trumpets. The, seven, the seventh trumpet introduces the seven bowls of, of wrath. So we keep that in mind and, and we should know that the trumpets and the bowls of wrath will apparently become exponentially quicker with the passage of the months, the last 42 months. So here, John sees the sealing of Israel. Now you understand this is the 70th seven-year period. Gabriel told Daniel that it is, it is that, that those seven-year periods are determined for his people, Israel. Israel, the salvation of Israel, those who are alive at the, at the close of the, at the last part of the tribulation here, these promises that have been made uh, about the salvation of Israel, all of these things will be seen to come to pass. So Israel takes a very prominent role in, um, in the tribulation, especially now that, uh, that those chosen from the tribes of Israel who are on planet earth are sealed. So let's look at the scriptures. After these things, I saw four angels standing upon the four secret places or the four extreme limits of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth so that no wind would blow on the earth nor on the sea nor on any tree. Okay. This is a description of the first four trumpet angels who are ready to unleash great, uh, great catastrophic disaster on planet Earth. 
And it's, it'll, it increasingly will be worse and worse and worse for the people who are on planet Earth. But here, they're told, they're told not to do anything. They're holding the four winds, but they are holding them so that nothing will happen. And I saw another angel having ascended from the rising of the sun, having the seal of the living God. Today, when we come to Christ in the course of time, God calls us to himself and we are sealed. Ephesians chapter 1, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit to the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit seals us. So this is the seal of God, but it's impressed spiritually in a special way for those of us today who are saved. God still seals those who are his elect. However, this is a different time. The church is gone. We're dealing with folks in the tribulation. The gospel, of course, is the everlasting gospel. It doesn't change. How it is delivered, the methodology of its delivery uh, is, 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 it becomes different. It, it, uh, it morphs into the era of the tribulation. We'll see more about that in just a second. But here comes this angel. These four are holding on so that, so that nothing will happen. They're, they're holding on that nothing, so it's the calm before the storm, I guess you could say. It's almost ready to fall on the earth dwellers, but not just yet. Because this angel with the seal of the living God comes and he cried in a loud voice to the four angels to whom it had been given to harm the earth and the sea. Those are the first four trumpet angels saying, harm not the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. As we study along, we're going to learn that people will be required by the Antichrist, the, the, the end time Gentile ruler, to take a seal, a mark, some kind of mark on the forehead or the hand. And without that, they can't, they can't buy, they can't sell, they can't, they can't uh, do anything in the world as far as getting groceries, going to the doctor, taking your kids to the doctor, getting enrolled in school. You can't do anything in the world if you don't have this mark. Contrasted to that are these who are to be sealed by God as to proclaim them the servants of our God and the seal is on their foreheads. There is much about these last seven years that we just don't know. Those people then will know they will, they will see it clearly. We can rationalize and we can reason 
and we can take literally what we're, what we're looking at, but we don't know exactly what the seal will be, the seal of God on their foreheads. But it draws a contrast between these servants of God in the last three and a half years and the rest of the world who have taken the mark of the beast. So with that in mind, here comes the angel, locked and loaded. Here comes the angel with the seal. He has a job to do. And then when all of this is done, we will see in the Revelation 8, God willing, we will see that the first four angels, the first four trumpets, they are, they are unleashed. And these terrible things happen, but not yet. Not until these servants are sealed. And I heard the number of those having been sealed, 144,000 having been sealed out of every tribe of the sons of Israel. Out of the tribe of Judah, 12,000 having been sealed. Out of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. Uh, out of the tribe of Gad, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Asher, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Levi, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. And out of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000, having been sealed. Now this list of tribes is a little different than the list of the 12 tribes in other places. The original 12 who were born, uh, who were born to Jacob is a list, and that list is not the same from, from then on. There are reasons for that. It's not the purpose of the message to go into all of that, but, but just take note that there are reasons we can only surmise, for example, in Ezekiel, is it chapter 40? In Ezekiel, at the closing part of Ezekiel's prophecy, he prophesies of the kingdom that comes, comes to planet earth. <laughs> and of course, the Lord is there and they renamed the city of Jerusalem. And the land of Israel in the millennial kingdom is allotted to 12 tribes and they're not the same list as this list. Now you may ask me why. I don't know. But I can tell you this. In a glorified body after the rapture and resurrection if he hasn't seen fit to tell me yet when the whole thing starts out and he allots this land, I may raise my hand and see if he'll recognize me and I'll ask him. Why those 12 and why were the 12 in the... See, the tribe of Dan here is left out and some people surmise that they believe that Dan, uh, that the Antichrist comes from the tribe of Dan. And there are some good studies on that. That may be. Uh, or that Dan was the first of the 12 tribes... Uh, to commit idolatry. These people, I'm sure, will know. And it probably will be part of their message. Now, I, I want to... Uh, 
Let me get my Bible here. I want to go, this is Matthew 24, Olivet Discourse, and I'm going to start in verse 9 because this fits exactly with what we're studying here. Because after these 144,000, 12,000 from each of these 12 tribes, this is Israel, okay, this is Israel. God knows where these tribes are. Some of them have been rediscovered. My understanding is that the people have been rediscovered from the tribe of Levi and maybe another one or two. But here, this is the Lord, and I will tie this in when we continue with this part here. But let me read from Matthew 24, beginning in verse 9. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. You'll be hated by all the nations on account of my name. And then many, many, and that's an interesting word, they will scandalize to entrapment. So here are the earth dwellers. Here are the believers, the tribulation saints whose lives are in danger. People who they thought were their friends because they're going to get to score. It's kind of like telling on people who, who broke the social distancing rule or something. You know, they tell on you. They're going to tell officials on you and, and they'll say things about you to entrap you. That is the tribulation saints. They will betray and will hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. And because lawlessness is to be multiplied, the love of the many will grow cold. The one, however, the one, however, and this is interesting, the one who um, bears up, who in, in to who is who is who is given responsibility and bears it to the end that's a long uh it's it's well it's about a f four syllable word in the greek but this one who who hangs who hangs with it to the end and is sealed and strengthened to do so all of that's written into the word to the end will be guarded, will be protected, will be delivered, will be saved. And there will be proclaimed this gospel of the kingdom in all the earth for a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. Now Jesus said that. And no doubt in my mind that Christ is referencing, well he said the tribulation, he's referencing the great tribulation and the great difficulties of the tribulation. And also, in my view, he is referencing the 144,000 who then, at that point, that last three and a half years, take the responsibility that is theirs and carry the gospel around the world. One guy said it's like 144,000 Apostle Pauls. If you can imagine 144,000 Israelites armed with the gospel of Jesus Christ Having, having, having grown up 
um, in, in the Old Testament way, and then miraculously through their conversion, seeing with their eyes, the scales off of their eyes, seeing the reality of the Messiah, and now they're going all over the world and they're preaching. We know that it doesn't say that here, but immediately that what follows is a tremendous, huge multitude of Gentiles who are saved in the world. So if you take Matthew 24 and you insert it here, you will see why the report is given here of the salvation of Gentiles, a multitude of them all over the world. After these things, I looked. Okay, so he saw 144,000 sealed, and out they go all over the world. Nothing can hurt them. The Antichrist, his army, the scandalizing and deception and, and, and uh, the seeking to entrap them by other people in the world, nothing can hurt them. They go all over the world and they're preaching the gospel. And after these things, I looked and look, a great multitude which no one was able to number out of every nation and tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb having been clothed with white robes. Now we've seen this before. We saw it earlier in the breaking of the fifth seal in the martyrs, those who were killed in the first half of the tribulation, the martyrs of the first three and a half years. And, and they cried from under the altar, they cried, which is the place where prayers are lifted up, the incense. They cried, how long until you avenge? And the Lord said, just a little longer, rest. Just rest a little longer until those who are your brothers are collected into your number. This would be the remainder of the tribulation saints. Now, tribulation saints are in a, they're, they're in a, they're in a special, they're, 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 they're in a special group here. The church is in heaven. The church has been in heaven for three and a half years. A multitude of people were slain. They were given white robes and told to rest a little longer. Now, these guys have been killed a great multitude, but they are seen standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Therefore, not seated with the elders, don't have part of that with who the elders represent and who they are. They are standing instead of being seated, and they are before the Lamb, clothed with white robes. They are outfitted for their intermediate state until the end of the tribulation, which is the time of their resurrection, Daniel 12 and verse 1. And palm branches in their hands. So it's, it's a, the palm branches represent their victory. They're overcomers is who they are. And they were crying out in a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God, the one sitting on the throne, and to the Lamb. And so they cry out together their testimony to the Christ of God, to the Father and the Son, the great eternal covenant that was established before the foundation of the world, they're crying out the salvation, the salvation. If you look, 
There's a definite article there. I really didn't put it in there. I probably should have. Right there, that's a definite article. The salvation to God. The salvation to our God, the one sitting on the throne, and to the Lamb. So this is how they were saved. They were saved in the way they were saved. The Lamb of God, His, His blood, His sacrifice. But now these tribulation saints. Alright, so all the angels stood around the throne. The elders, the four living beings, they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. The blessing and the glory and the wisdom and the thanksgiving and the honor and the power and the strength to our God, to the ages of the ages, amen. Now, what does that mean? That means what God had predetermined, what God had declared in every age has come to pass. It's visible. God said it would all work just like he said it would. And so everything, the, the, the consummate praise of glory and all of the things that are included with it, the blessing, the glory, the wisdom, the thanksgiving, the honor, the power, the strength to our God, to the ages of the ages, amen. Now, why has history and the plight of man for generations and generations and thousands and thousands of years. Why has it worked out? To what was it headed? It was headed to this. That all glory be given to God. And there is the display of His glory. All of the ones that He said would come to Him came to Him. And they are exclaiming with a loud voice, and they're all together, and they're not alone. The elders, representative of the resurrected, raptured church, the four living beings, the, the cherubim, they fell on their faces. They're in the inner circle there. And then before the throne, here are these great tribulation saints, and under the altar are the tribulation saints from the first three and a half. They're, they're crying out, Glory to God. This is where it was all headed, you see. Now everybody will understand why everything worked the way that it did. And we say, Amen, because this is the end of it. God has brought it to where He said it would be. Now, one of the elders answered, saying to me, These having been clothed with the white robes, who are they? And from where have they come? And I said, John said, my Lord, you know. In other words, I don't know. Now this is John, the apostle, who sees this magnificent sight and being shown all of these other things, his attention is directed to this appearance of an unnumbered multitude of, of saints who have been martyred out of the out of the great tribulation, well, he's asked the question, who are they? I don't know. And he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. And they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood 
of the Lamb. So, great tribulation saints. We saw the first ones in the fifth seal that was broken. And now, here, at this point, those of whom the Lord spoke, rest a little while until your brothers are joined to you. Because of this, and he quotes the Old Testament here, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and the one sitting on the throne will tabernacle over them. Now remember, great tribulation saints will have come from an even more difficult time than the tribulation saints of the first three and a half years. Because these guys will have had to starve to death. They could have died cruel deaths, not having access to any medical care. They didn't have the mark of the beast, you understand? So not having the mark of the beast, they hungered and they thirsted, but not anymore. That's over. They couldn't even buy a house. They had to live wherever they could live. But now the sun won't fall on them anymore, nor any scorching heat. Because the lamb is in the center of the throne, and he will shepherd them. He will pastor them. That's the word for pastor, shepherd. He will be their pastor. He will care for them. Isn't that interesting? A lamb. <laughs> Shepherding his sheep. And he will lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. They won't hurt anymore. They won't cry anymore. They won't be mistreated anymore. They never took the mark of the beast and they suffered greatly. But now they are in the presence of the lamb who is their shepherd. And he will more than one could imagine care for them as he will for us. Give to us more than we could possibly want or imagine even into the ages of the ages. And these people he will wipe every tear from their eyes and they won't weep anymore. Because all of that is over. So in this brief respite, before these trumpets are sounded and these angels call forth these great horrific events that are so catastrophic and, and, and come upon the earth and the atmosphere of the earth and, and the topography and the geography, everything is just so damaged and destroyed by the power of God, as those, those angels have to just hold their breath. Don't blow your trumpets yet. Until the 144,000 are sealed. Then what happens? A multitude that no one could number come out of every nation, all over the world. They're saved. They died. It cost them their lives. But, but who could care at this point? Who could care? In the presence of the Lord, 
never to suffer or to want anymore. All of that has passed away. And now, like those first three and a half year tribulation saints, they're just awaiting, and like all of the Old Testament saints, they're awaiting their resurrection at the end of the tribulation, which comes in conjunction with Matthew 25. The Lord comes, and there are sheep and there are goats, and the goats are sent away, and the sheep are welcomed into the kingdom, prepared from before the foundation of the world. For those, in the, in the case of those, the sheep, they enter in their mortal body, they enter in their physical bodies to populate the world for a thousand years. And others, Daniel 12, others are resurrected from their grave. Okay, we'll stop there and uh, we'll have our, our deacon prayer time, okay? <laughs>